so today, um, we're here to celebrate, really, what God has done in the life of Eddie Johnson. Johnson? I can't ever say that right. <laughs> I can't say that one right. That's not too Anyway, we're so happy to be a part of this celebration, uh, for God is so good to us, isn't he? Okay, so I also need to introduce to you uh, the council, those who, uh, who sat with me, uh, I was the minor guy there, I'm for, for sure, but uh, to sat with me in interviewing uh, Pastor Eddie and being assured of God's call on him. And uh, I, I can say it was, it was a difficult time, but we finally were convinced. <laughs> so um, maybe as I mentioned their name, they can stand first. The uh, chairman of our council, Dr. Bill Jones. And uh, next, uh, uh, Reverend Wade Hobbs. Longtime friend of our church, Dr. Gicho Kucho Shu. So um, we're happy that they're all here and to uh, uh, demonstrate uh, unity in what we have seen as God's call upon Pastor Eddie. And uh, so, um, Next, we have our new pastor, um, Lil Choke. If he would come and uh, give a charge to the congregation, our brothers and sisters at Baby Stone. So please come. Lil Joe has just arrived on the 27th of December, and uh, already our church has come to know and love him and his family. I know you will too. Pastor Lil Joe. Yeah, my name is Tanya Lil. Um, yesterday I uh, asked all around whether I need to wear a suit. <laughs> he told me probably he would just wear a tie. <laughs> not a fact. First time as the Adil is wearing a suit and a tie. <laughs> That's how they look even more handsome than me. <laughs> so yeah, I know Eddie probably more than since more than half a year ago. Um, I was applying for the church position, and uh, after talking a lot about myself, I finally just. Um, Carefully said that I'm handicapped here um, because I had an accident uh, more than one year ago. But Eddie seems doesn't really take it into the, his heart. So he just invited me to this church to preach. And I saw that Eddie has some simplicity of his faith. He's a people that is simple to God. In some way, um, 
what they think is the word of God. They will just try his best to do it. And that surely has brought him a lot of trouble in here and maybe probably would be in China as well. So I pray that um, Ali will become great pastor in China and fight a good battle for God as well. Thank you. That's my introduction. <laughs> So I don't want to make you know have feedback here. It's good to be with you this morning. It's good to meet so many of the pastors. Um, I know several. Uh, Pastor Harry, would you stand up, please? Pastors here in town, and then of course you met uh, Pastor Wade, who pastors the church in town, and Kung Ming. I've known Kung Ming. Please stand, Pastor. I've known him since before they laid the first brick in the Great Wall of China, I think. We've been to a long time. Um, Daniel Lamb, you're, don't you have a position now at the church? Did I hear that? Yes, uh, that's right. That was recently, wasn't it? Yes, I, I thought so. And then pastor, is it Alan or Adam? I Alan. Alan? Alan Chen. Uh -huh. From Matthews, North Carolina. A lot. There may be other pastors in town. Let's welcome him. It's uh we have a Ryan from First Baptist, Pastor Ryan. Oh, very good. Well, it doesn't count since I didn't mention you, but thanks for glad to have you. So, uh, please forgive me. I've, um, this is not to compete for being the chiefest of sinners, um, <laughs> but I do have to confess this because it's been bothering me, but it was so much fun at the time. Uh, at, at the ordination examination, uh, it, it went very, very smoothly. Um, Elder Ron was, was teasing when he said it was very difficult. It was, it was very easy. After uh, Pastor Eddie exited the room and I was having the privilege of chairing, I said, are there any issues, any problems? Let's, let's discuss those first. And there were none. All right? So it was, you don't know. You weren't there. Um, and so I said, this is, this is my confession, and so please forgive me. Um, I said, Pastor Wade, when you go get him, just tell him. He said, doesn't look good. And so when Pastor Eddie came in, he was a little pensive. And I said, Pastor Eddie, we've run into some problems. And his whole countenance just dropped. And I felt so terrible. I immediately said, no, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. It went very, very smooth. But I had to get that off my chest. So you please forgive me, okay? okay. Now, you may be I'll forgiven. Be... What is that? You may be forgiven. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because that, that is actually one of my points later on. I have been, uh, I've been asked to preach the word and give a charge. And I would like to put those two together. And my message really is directed 
to you directly. And I have, those of you who have been trained in homiletics, I'm breaking every rule this morning. I have ten points. We may not finish before two. I mean, we may not finish my message, but um, I'm looking forward to it because it ministered to me. So, Pastor Eddie, this is from the book of 2 Timothy. It's one of my most favorite books in the Bible. It's the Apostle Paul's last letter that he wrote. He's in prison. He's in the Mamertine prison in Rome. It's very nasty. He's at the bottom. You can go there. It still exists today. It's just the bottom of a hole. There were rats. There were um, human waste all over. It was just an awful situation. And Paul's there, and he's writing one of his two top lieutenants. Titus is one of those top lieutenants, and Timothy is the other. We know much more about Timothy than we do Titus. And so the first charge, Eddie, is from chapter 1, verse 6. And it says this, And for this reason I remind you, kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Charge number one, use your gifting. Now to use our gifting, we need to, we need to know what our gifts are. And, and, and I know mine, but I've been ministering years and years and years. Leadership, evangelism, faith, and teaching, those are my gifts. But when I started out, I wanted to be like a pastor who ended up here in Columbia in the 1980s. I met him when he was a youth minister in 1975. I was his summer intern. And no one could preach better than Steve Cloud. And I wanted to be like him. But he had gifts I didn't have. And then I realized I have gifts he doesn't have. And as I operate in my spiritual gifting, there's an anointing, there's a power, there's something that the Holy Spirit does through me that's not of myself, it's through the Holy Spirit, because it's a spiritual gift, it's from God. Now as a church planter, you're going to be responsible for doing everything. That's what church planters do. But as soon as you can raise up a leadership team, you need to shift to focus on your particular gifting. And that gifting is where God will bring forth the greatest fruit. Charge number one, use your gifting. Charge number two, which follows just what I said, develop team leaders. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2 says, And the things which you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, these entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, most of the time, that verse is taught in, in the context of discipleship. But in the context of Scripture, it's not in helping new believers grow up into committed disciples. It's helping committed disciples grow up into, grow spiritually into effective workers and leaders. So, you need to develop leaders. Now, Crossover Global is the mission agency through which Eddie's going to go, Eddie and him are going to go to China. And we've We've thought through for 31 and a half years, even this morning, and uh, Ken Katsuyama, would you stand up, please? Ken is, will be heading up, Ken heads up the USA base for Crossover Global. Even this morning, we were texting on 
what we call our DNA statements because it's what's deep inside of us as individuals and the organization. But our mission statement is to provide gospel access among unreached people groups. Well, how do we do that? By planting, multiplying churches. Our little tagline is to multiply church planters who will plant multiplying churches. So, you have to multiply as many church planters as you possibly can. When you plant that first church, don't write back and say, hooray, we've done it. No, we're just getting started. Because that church needs to multiply other churches. And you need to constantly be raising up faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And there is a power. The reason we're so committed to this and this, you find this in all of the leaders at Crossover. Now, I had the privilege of pouring my life into Jason Butler. Jason Butler poured his life into Ken Katayama. Ken Katayama poured his life into Idris Mamadou. And they're all base leaders today. One in the USA, one in Brazil, one in Azerbaijan. It's not just our mission statement, but multiplication is very, very powerful. And I printed this this morning because I knew you would not believe me. If I tore a page out of my Bible, which I'm not going to do. I might tear one out of your Bible. Um, if I tore a page out of your Bible and folded it, it's approximately, I'm going to use the English metric, not the, um, not the meters, but I'm going to go inches. It's one five hundredth of an inch thick. If we folded it ten times, it reaches one inch in height. If we folded it another four times, it reaches one foot. If we folded it 26 total times, it's the height of one mile. If we folded it 44 times, it reaches the moon. If we folded it 53 times, it will reach the sun. If we folded it 58 times, this is going to be a little difficult at this point, but if we did, it reaches Pluto. If we folded it 64 times, it's 291 billion miles tall. It's the power of multiplication. And I'll have this. Wait, would you just put it there on the seat? You can look at that sheet, two sheets of paper. Multiplication is powerful. And so we must entrust these things into faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Number three. This is from 2 Timothy 2.3. Endure difficult situations. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. What God has called crossover do is to plant these multiplying churches by multiplying leaders, to plant these churches among the unreached people groups of the world. And these unreached people groups are often located in very resistant areas, very hostile areas, areas where the church is persecuted intentionally and deliberately. So just in our own organization, in November, what is that, two, two months ago, we had... One of the church plants that we had started, the police came in and arrested every single male in the church. 
endure hardship. This month, we had two arrested. Endure hardship. What God has called us to do is of eternal importance. We will be met with opposition. We must endure if we're going to see our mission completed. So charge number three, endure difficult situations. Use your gifting. Develop team leaders. Endure difficult situations. Number four, know your Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. This little thing goes with me. All the well, it's, it's about to be surplanted, but <laughs> I, I know my way around this one much better than this one. Know your Bible. Crossover, has, Crossover Global has three values. The authority of Scripture, the necessity of the Spirit-filled life, and the priority of world evangelization. Know your Bible. Read it every single day. Study it every single day. One of the best things I've ever done to know my way around this book is to outline every single book of the Bible. And I heard that idea by Johnny Miller, the fourth president of CIE. And I went, I want to do that. It took me two years. It's one of the best things I've ever, do, I've ever done. Read it, study it, memorize it. In the 20th century, the great Chinese preachers from mainland China, most of their message would be quoting Scripture. What a great example. Follow their steps. But not only that, but, but meditate on it. It's one thing to know the Word of God. It's nothing to know the God of the Word. And you know the God of the Word when you meditate upon His Word. Okay. Know your Bible. Charge number five. Pursue godly character. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Now flee youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, godliness, and peace along with those who call upon the Lord from a pure heart. Pursue godly character. In China, since the revolution, the traditional values have been eradicated by the atheistic mindset that pervades the country. And because of atheism, values have been undermined. And because there are no values, there's a lack of character. Now, I'm speaking in absolutes. It's not completely that way. I'm speaking in hyperbole. If you and Emma pursue godly character, the people will notice a difference. And it will attract outsiders. And that's what we're called to do is to reach outsiders, to reach non-Christians with the glorious good news of God's love and forgiveness. Now flee, youthful lust, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call upon the Lord from a pure heart. Pursue godly character. Number six, build relational unity. Now if Crossover Global has three values, the authority of Scripture 
the necessity of the spirit-filled life, and the priority of world evangelization. We have three behaviors to which we're very, very committed. A-R-E. Attitude matters. Paul, when he was in, in prison previous to the, one, the time he was when he wrote 2 Timothy, when he was in the Roman imprisonment the first time, when he wrote Philippians, his attitude, he says, let it be one of joy. Attitude matters. Relationships matter and excellence matters. Those are three crossover global behaviors. Let me speak to the relationships matter. Here's the verse. 2 Timothy 2.24, build relational unity. And the Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wrong. Two parts there. The Lord's bondservant is not to be quarrelsome. If you ever offend someone, and leaders often offend people, it's just the nature. As we grow in godliness, it will happen less and less and less. But we're seeking to move in a forward direction of the kingdom of God. We'll make mistakes. We're up front. People will see it. When that happens, relationships matter. Nine powerful words. We say them a lot at Crossover. I was wrong. I am sorry. Please forgive me. We must not be quarrelsome. And I love that the end of the verse says, not be quarrelsome, be kind to all, patient, uh, able to teach, patient when wrong. Not only will we tend to offend people from time to time, but I promise you, a lot of people will be offending you. Ministry would be so easy if it weren't for people. <laughs> and we'll be hurt. And when we are hurt, we must be patient. Patient when wrong. Three powerful words. I forgive you. I was wrong. I am sorry. Please forgive me. When we're quarrelsome. I forgive you. When we're wrong. Build relational unity. Number seven. Preach the word. 2 Timothy 4.2. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Preach the word. Don't preach your opinions. Don't preach somebody else's book. You preach this book right here. When you preach the Bible, lives will be changed because this is a living and active document. It's not, it's not old. It's not dead. It's not stale. It's alive. And when you turn this alive document loose, people's lives are changed. Preach the word. Don't be ashamed of it. You're going to an environment where people won't believe it as readily maybe as they do in this culture. Don't be ashamed. Preach the word. Use your gifting. Develop team leaders. Endure difficult situations. Know your Bible. Pursue godly character. Build relational unity. Preach the word. Number eight. This is my favorite. Well, that's my second favorite. Share the gospel. Mm -hmm. This past year, 2018, Crossover Global, 
by God's grace and for his glory, we had the privilege of seeing 626 new churches started. How many countries, Ken, approximately? 23 countries. 23 countries. That's exciting. Churches are not planted, however, and that's our mission, don't forget, unless we share the gospel. This past year, verified, we had over 9,000 baptisms. You don't have church plants without baptisms, and you don't have baptisms unless you share the gospel. Share the gospel. I shared the gospel Sunday night with a young couple. They had some, uh, there was an affair in the marriage. Well, they were both non-Christian. One of them came to Christ. They said, we're going to work this out. Sunday night, I had a chance to share the gospel with the non-Christian partner. And last night, he said, can we get together again tomorrow afternoon? The gospel changes lives. Mm -hmm. I think maybe, well, maybe you don't. It's a dear friend of Ken's, a dear friend of mine. I was in church. Debbie and I were in church Mother's Day two years ago. Because we have a huge family, Mother's Day is a big event. Instead of sitting in the second row where Pastor Daniel is, that would be our seat right there. I might have to scoot in some when we came in. <laughs> Instead of sitting there, we sat in the very back because we had to get out quickly. And a young African-American professional man walked by me and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And that goes back to our values, the necessity of the Spirit for life. And he, he impressed on my heart. I was to get up. He came up and he sat on the third row on the very end. And when the Holy Spirit impressed me, I turned to Debbie. I said, I'll be right back. And I walked around and came up. And I put my arm around him. I said, if you're not sitting with anyone, I would love for you to come back and sit with my wife and me. He looked at me like he was seeing a ghost of some sort. <laughs> By the second song, he was telling me, that he was going through a divorce and was afraid he'd never see his three children again. I met him for lunch, shared the gospel with him June the 2nd, year and a half ago. He prayed to receive Christ that night. The Lord put his marriage back together. He's using him to have an impact on people around him. The gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God for salvation to all who believe. Debbie and I shared the gospel with the young man. It's the last story on this. <laughs> he hasn't come to Christ yet. His mother just committed suicide. He's in a dark hole of depression. He's what I call a pre-Christian. I can tell God's Spirit's working in his heart, wooing to himself. He preached the gospel. People will come to Christ. Number nine. I think this is my favorite. I say the next to the last. And if I hurry, we might be able to get to the last one. 
I got it out of order because it's my favorite. And it goes back to chapter 2, verse 8. Uh, I didn't share what chapter, but the share of the gospel is chapter 4, verse 5. But it, Paul's talking to him, he says, But you be sober in all things, uh, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, share the gospel. And there's another part to that verse, we'll come back to it, number 10. But number 9, remember your Lord. Chapter 2, verse 8, remember your Lord. It says, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel. Now, here's what I thought. Remember to love him. Now, how do we grow in that love for him? The more, you, the more you know him, the more intimately you know him, the more you'll love him. And you can love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but you have to know him intimately. And the only way to get to know him intimately is you must seek him. And you must seek him correctly. You must have a right heart attitude. A pure heart, a whole heart, and a clean heart. And to have the right actions. You talk to him in prayer and let him talk to you through the scripture. Love him. Trust him. There's a difference in fear and faith. And when you plant churches throughout China, there are going to be times where you're going to be fearful. You Remember the Lord. Trust him. Remember him. Remember to love him, remember to trust him, and remember to praise him. Our purpose statement, Crossover Global, is, is the apex of our triangle, our identity triangle, is to bring him glory. If God uses you and him in a powerful way, you must give him all the glory. Mm -hmm. Remember the Lord. Mm -hmm. And lastly, fulfill your ministry. Use your gifting, develop team leaders, endure difficult situations, know your Bible, pursue godly character, build relational unity, preach the word, share the gospel, remember your Lord, and finally, fulfill your ministry. But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist. And then he says to Timothy, fulfill your ministry. This is a big deal to Paul. It's a theme all throughout Scripture. Just the next two verses, Paul says, I fought the good fight, I finished the course. He wants us to fulfill our ministry. Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 4, in the, in the high priestly prayer, I glorify thee on earth, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. Paul says to Archippus in Colossians chapter 4, verse 17, take, and say to Archippus, take heed of the ministry which we received from the Lord, and you're receiving this ministry. It's his ministry to you that you received from the Lord in order that you may fulfill it. So, Eddie, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. It's going to be hard. But it will definitely be worth it. And then one day, the God of heaven will welcome you with open arms. And he'll say, Pastor Eddie, well done. You fulfilled your ministry. You've been my good and faithful 